Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Mansoor Hasid, And in this show, I talk with wonderful people in my network on topics that they want to talk about. I have no idea most of the time what they're going to ask, but that's what makes this show fun. My guest this evening is Del Jackson. Del, why don't you introduce yourself and say hello? Hi, Dr. Hasid. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. I am an experienced professional. I come from a background with tech support, restaurant management, business ownership. I've had two businesses of my own, human resources, business development, and let's not forget accounting. Oh, the accounting. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Something so, I don't um, can do. <laughs> no. I have two and a half degrees. I have an associate's degree in computer science, and I have a bachelor's degree in computer network security. Um, my master's degree has been on hold. Um, I figured I need to spend some more time looking for a job. So it's on hold, but I've got a half of it done. <laughs> That's nice. So I wanted to talk today a little bit about being in cybersecurity. None of my jobs that I've had in the past have been in cybersecurity, so to speak. But I wanted to talk about my experiences, my skills, my talents, things that come naturally. I have critical thinking skills, strategic thinking skills that come naturally to me. Mm -hmm. And I use those to build my soft skills mm -hmm. that I'm going to need in cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. So I've done the education that I need. Mm -hmm. So now I just want to use the soft skills to pivot myself into cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that's what we kind of talk about this evening. Because that's that is a huge topic for me because it is very hard for some of us to pivot into cybersecurity. So I want to talk about some of those soft skills and um, that and just how are we using those skills um, when we're already experienced professionals. We may not be experienced, so to speak, in cybersecurity, mm -hmm. but we are experienced professionals. And that brings me kind of to my first question. I think about cybersecurity and I've been job searching for a couple of years now. Mm -hmm. And I look at all the risk that these small and mid-sized companies are taking. Mm -hmm. And they don't want to take a risk on hiring, so to speak, people that have not been in cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. So when they think about those risks that they have, they need people with the soft skills, mm -hmm. not so much the technical skills. Mm -hmm which I have a little bit of technical skills too, because I did do some of that stuff. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. But they need people that know how to do the problem solving. And one of the things that I think cybersecurity is missing is the collaboration. Mm. I think there's so many people that um, know so much, and mm. then there's other people that need that knowledge. And we need to collaborate, and we need all the people to work together if we're going to solve this cybersecurity problem. They say it's a problem, mm -hmm. but you know, we're at risk all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, the United States is at risk. Our small businesses, our elderly people, our children, we're always at risk when it mm -hmm. comes to cybersecurity. Mm -hmm. So we need the communication skills, which some of our technical people, they don't have the communication skills that are needed. Mm -hmm. um, but then we also need leadership skills. We need those people that, and everybody can be leaders. They can, but, um, you do need people that already have that sometimes so that we can teach it to people that are coming into the fold. 
So I'm all, all about this collaboration, about this helping, about reaching out to other people. Um, you're never gonna, you're always gonna be achieving something. So you always need to be helping other people to get where you want, might wanna be or just to help them in their path also. So let me try to start helping you forge a direction and maybe start to talk about your story because you shared some very interesting thoughts about your prior background. You talked about having that accounting and the different degrees and some of master's degrees done. Well, you actually have what is called the foundational skills of the discipline. I realize you're calling them soft skills. I call them the foundational skills because without that, if you are just simply a tech jock, you're basically dangerous to any company. Right. Because it's like giving somebody a gun without training them how to shoot it. They have no aim, they have no focus, they don't know what to use and where, and whatever they do, any technology can actually be dangerous also. You talked about accounting. Well, today, forensics and accounting is one of the biggest fields around. And so if somebody wants to do cyber crime in the accounting area, somebody with previous background in accounting would be gold to anybody. This is what I tell people. A lot of people think they're not in cybersecurity, but they really are. Now, part of the reason you may have this confusion is because there are too many pretenders in this world. People who don't okay. know cybersecurity, but they are claiming to know cybersecurity and they're teaching it incorrectly, they're defining it incorrectly. So in other words, they're equating cybersecurity with the security aspects of the discipline alone. And even then, I don't even know what security is because I never talk about security. What I talk about is confidentiality, integrity, availability, those key, key things, et cetera, et cetera. And I talk about maximizing those because it can never be perfect because it is always a balancing act because cybersecurity is a business discipline, right? Because whatever I need to do, I can never do usually in one day or one year. Nope. When, I was, when I was chief information officer, I had a multi-year strategy. So you probably read my first book, Cybersecurity Leadership. And over there, I talk about how I operated as a CIO and I had a multi-year strategy. And I also never had a separate budget. Many companies that are doing it incorrectly today have a separate cybersecurity budget. How do you separate that out? Does not make sense at all. Yeah. All right. They're also spending too much time and money on awareness programs. Awareness programs concept comes from the 1990s. I talk about that in my book also. Awareness does not do anything. You need to develop a culture of perpetual innovation because cybersecurity is a process. It's a culture of perpetual innovation done by humans because only humans do innovation. And that is everybody. You talked about not everybody can be a leader. Actually, they have to be. Everybody has to be a leader in their job, in their role, because they are the only person who are experts in that role. Nobody knows their job better than the person doing it, right? I could be chief information officer most of the time. I don't know the, the, the nitty gritty of every job of the people who are under my supervision. 
Yeah, that's where the collaboration comes in. Everybody exactly. And leadership. And yes, and all of that needs to come in. Yes. Building, you know, the teamwork and the building of the teams. When you're building a team, you don't have to be the person. Your leadership skills are going to come out, but you also have leaders in the team. Correct. And you guys just collaborate and then you guys can get stuff done. <laughs> and you talk about problem solving, right? So yeah. problem solving is one of the most key skills that a cybersecurity professional has to have. Whenever I taught people, I would basically teach them how to do root cause analysis on every problem that they're researching, because you first of all, find out the cause. Then you say, okay, what caused that? Go back, keep going back to the root cause, you see, because until you fix the root causes and issues, you're not going to succeed. That's the problem. And that's another thing that I talk about with problem solving. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when you're trying to solve problems, people are always talking mm-hmm. and you can't solve the problem until you listen to find out what the problem is. There so you, you, need to, you need to do an exercise where you listen, you process, and then you ask some questions. And then you listen again, and then you process. (laughs) Yes. And then you monitor to see whatever you're doing, what is the effect? What is the result? And maybe you made a mistake because innovation by itself is risky. You know that many things are not going to work. So you recalibrate. This is why I also talk about another thing in my book, which is that Never penalize somebody for making a mistake or taking a risk while doing innovation. Right. I've never penalized somebody for that, never laid off somebody for that. But I have fired people for ethical violations, for lying. Because to me, as an employee who's lying boldfacedly, is basically giving me incorrect information. And that's going to lead to a whole bunch of dangerous decisions. Anytime somebody fabricates something or lies, a lot of people are going to make decisions based on that lie. Oh, we just found that out in America. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been talking about a that. Huge scale. I've been talking about that with my students that I like, okay, this business of fake news and all. Now, what is funny is that finally Facebook, Twitter have started to stamp things as false information. Well, they should have been doing that from the very beginning. It's a learning process for them. It took something like this for them to see that that is needed. And as they're trying to deal with cyberbullying and they're trying to deal with, you know, all these other things, this was a learning process for them. And let's just hope that they learn the lesson and that there will be some changes in Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all these other things. Not only that, even in the United States, there was a time when a politician could actually lose their career for lying in public. But now it doesn't seem to matter anymore. Where are we? I mean, why is it not even illegal? Why is lying not illegal? I mean, that's amazing. Lying to the FBI is illegal, but lying to anybody else, the whole public to America is not illegal. That is weird. Because they're ego-driven and it's for their own self-good. They don't care about anybody else. And that's where we have to be different. And not even just as cybersecurity professionals, but just as individuals, we just have to be different. That's where your integrity comes in. Well, this is why I was saying that cybersecurity is far more than a niche discipline. To me, cybersecurity is everything, everything. You talk about being in any field, 
It is the modern business world. Yeah. Because everything is driven by information. Information. The, the confidentiality, integrity, and that of information has to be important in any business because otherwise you're going to drive yourself out of business. Yeah, everything right? is basically information driven nowadays. Everything. Yes. And absolutely correct. I see somebody who chatted about the people being the most important. Absolutely. People yes. are, as I said, I've always said that the, the, the fountain of innovation, they are the people who can really help you. And most pretenders in the cybersecurity discipline actually mistreat people. They tell us the people are the weakest link. Are you kidding me? <laughs> without people, you can never do this. <laughs> yeah, without people, you won't even have this whole cybersecurity stuff. You gotta have, you gotta have the people. Yeah, so they're laying off people and they're trying to do it with artificial intelligence and technology and all that. And I'm like, God, you got some real rocks in your heads because when you lay off the people, you've just laid off some intellectual assets. Most of your information, most of your organization's information are in the heads of people. Yeah, and that's what, uh, it, it just, it, it all boils back down to the people. So I'm just floored that people are allowed to go out and do misinformation. Right. So I think that it is a learning curve. So hopefully laws and things like that will improve. I see it is starting to change because people, at least the big media companies now are beginning to start embracing that. But again, they have been so unethical about this because a lot of, that, a lot of times the number of people they have on their system, whether they're fake or lying or whatever, still determines their, I guess, revenues. And this was an early problem that I was talking about with Facebook that even in the early days, about 25 to 30% of the Facebook accounts were fake, but they were not doing purges because that would reduce the numbers and probably add revenue and things like that. And I think that companies need to be a lot more ethical. I believe ethical leadership is very critical. And that's another reason why I've talked about in the field of cybersecurity, that ethical leadership is key. Yeah. And I mean, I, I pride myself on my on my ethics and hanging around with people that also pride themselves on their ethics. Mm -hmm. Do what you say you're going to do. Mean what you say when you're talking. Yeah. People come to me for that exact reason. I have people that will call me out of the blue because they trust what I'm going mm -hmm. to tell them. Yes. And if I don't know what I'm going to tell them, I will tell you I don't know. Absolutely. And I can circle back to you or no, better yet, you circle back to me because I'm too busy to keep circling <laughs> back to people. <laughs> yeah, circle back to me with that and yeah, we'll problem solve on that issue. I pride myself on that. My family members call me, friends will call me up. They're like, well, we know you have the information. So mm -hmm. maybe that'll be my personal brand. Maybe I'll be the information lady or something. <laughs> oh, but seriously, if you started- i find something. The second book, you saw that even your personal brand starts with who you are, your values. What is it that you want the world to know about you? Now, if integrity is a key value of yours, you want the world to know about that. That should be right there on your chest. You should be wearing that on your chest all the time. I do that all the time. My integrity is not for sale. I can't Where? do it in all honesty. I can't lie no. either because yeah. I can't remember you know, I got to remember the truth. I can't even remember. No, I told that was this. I didn't tell this one that. And I just can't do it.
That is funny. Yes, of course. Yeah. If you speak the truth all the time, you don't have to remember which lie you told to whom. <laughs> yeah, you don't. And sometimes I don't say anything because if you don't have nothing nice to say, you shouldn't say anything at all, probably. So right, right, sometimes, right. you know, that's just the way it goes. Absolutely wonderful. I really enjoyed talking with you, Dell. It has been such a great time to get to catch up with you again, Dr. Hasid. This is always great.